You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podcast Juice. This is the Prince Podcast. Oh, we got a doozy for you today. Today we are reviewing Plectrum Electrum, one of the new Prince albums that has just dropped. And we have some special guests. Not special guests, we got some longtime family members that are back in the building. First, we must start with Mr. Day Dropping. How are you, sir? I am doing well, Mike. Glad to be back. Gentlemen, grand roundtable that we got today. Uh, getting ready to hit Plectum Electrum hard, man. Enjoying it. All right. Next up is Mr. Big Sexy and Zach. How are you, sir? Fighting off a cold. Bad week in court. But it all turned around yesterday, so let's uh, let's get this happening. All right, and also welcoming back to the show, Mr. Big Ken. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Hyped on this album, ready to get it popping. All right, all right. And next up is Mr. Sean Hill. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I must say, I'm much too sleepy to get the gun. Pretzel body logic. Okay, all right. And next up is Mr. Ampu. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I just again, please note my dedication. She was so cute on that corner. Oh, oh. Sound like some pimping, but we won't let that go. Next up is Mr. Q Storm. How are you, sir? I gotta tell you, with the old family back, I feel like the second Lionel on the Jeffersons that nobody liked. <laughs> wow. wow. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm do it, I'm gonna let it do what it do. Uh-oh. <laughs> so well, you we like, like second, uh, second Darren of Bewitched too? I was going to go with Darren of Bewitched, but I figured, you know, we keep it funky. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. And my name is Mr. Michael Dean. And we're not going to mess around. We're going to get right into it. Plectrum Electrum. Prince album. Prince Third Eye Girl. Let's be clear. And as we normally do, we're going to do this as a track by track review. So we're going to go in and give our thoughts on each track so without further ado let's just start it off with the first track on the album called wow and start it off i want to go to mr day dropping first what do you think on this song sir sure sure mike uh, here's i'm gonna do my any kind of observations that i do i'll do first the musical observation then the lyrical one then any other notations finally i'll give the score so let's go in on wow uh for wow musically it's like a medium guitar it's got some pronounced drums in it, and I like that. And uh, I have not too much more to say than to, to that. I mean, others will chime in on that. Uh, lyrically, uh, it's a song about the initial feelings of love, what he calls wow. You know, it's a catchy chorus. It, it's not overly inspired lyrics, though, but it gets the job done. As far as other notations go, this is a nice song. It's a, what we call a grower. Over, over listens, it'll start to grow on you. It's, it's not initial great impact. Um, and that's the thing. As an intro song, I think it's weak. This is a rocking album, and it needs to begin with something with more wow. I'm okay with this uh, being track number two, though. But as an opening track, not so great. And in that kind of context, a score for this, six out of ten. Oh, wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me go to uh, Big Ken. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Ernie to a to a point. I think it's a nice intro to the album, particularly the choruses, you know, nice rocking choruses. This is—I don't know if a lot of people know this, but this is actually 
uh, not a remake, but I guess his interpretation of uh, his girl Liv Warfield's version of this song that it's originally called mm-hmm. The Unexpected. Mm-hmm. And so like her version is a little bit more slower paced. This one is a little bit slightly more up tempo and the choruses rock a little bit harder. But I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good start. It's a good table setter for what's to come. But I would, I would agree that there are better songs that he could have started off this album with than this one, but it's not a whack track by any means. So it's a, it's okay track. I like it. All right. All right. Uh, <clears throat> big sexy and sack. You know, excuse me, I have to co-sign with uh, my brethren here. The thing that I noticed first, and there's a recurring theme throughout this uh, CD, is the way it's recorded. I don't know what they did differently, but the drums and the bass especially are nice and full. Uh, It's got like an early 70s rock vibe to it. I'm thinking things like um, Edgar Winter Group, something like that. And I really enjoy it. And I and I notice what's missing is the horns and the overdubs and the keyboards. This is a straight four-piece band, and this is what they were sounding like when I saw them uh, in San Francisco a couple of years ago. I like this. I think it's fun. I think it's something new. You know, it's like it's familiar, but it's brand new at the same time. And it's like like. Um, they drop and said this one grows on you after a while I, I really enjoy it all right uh let's see let me go over to my man sean hill sean what do you think of this song uh i co-signed with the other fellas it's a good song but it's definitely not an album opener i think it joins uh planet earth as the worst uh opener for a prince album um i don't know if they performed the song live or not but it, it definitely sounds like uh it would it would kill live uh, I you know it's nice and mellow. I like the guitar towards the end of the track. Uh, as uh, Dave Dropper said, it's a grower. I, I think this will be one that I'll you know go back and revisit. Uh, I only listened to it once, so I haven't really delved into the lyrics, so I can't really speak on that. But this is this is definitely it's a good song, but it's not an opening track. All right, let me just add that I sort of agree with this sort of consensus of it's a grower. Like when I first heard this. I was like, okay, it's cool. It was almost kind of like what I uh, expected this this album to sound like. You know, before I heard it, I was like, eh, it's going to be some of that kind of that kind of stuff. Like, it'll just be okay. But the more that I play this, and particularly I played it in the car the other night, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm getting into this song. I love the. It makes me think of something which I don't, you know, I'm not too versed in a lot of rock music, but I I can dig this. You know, it's interesting that it has this title, like I think Ernie said, wow, but it doesn't seem like it's just coming out knocking you over the head. So, but it was a great track. I I, I can enjoy it. And the more I listen to it, the better it becomes. Now we're going to move on to the next. I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. I just want to say, this is Q Storm. I just want to say real quick. Um, I, as you just said, I'm not my, my pedigree in rock is really not up to snuff. But um, you know, I know what I like, and um, like you said, you, this sounds like something I'm familiar with. I may have heard of, but I, I have to disagree with everyone that says it's not a good opening track. Okay. I mean, for someone like me who didn't grow up listening to a lot of rock, I think this is like unlike maybe like Chaos and Disorder, which which came full board the first track. This one is for someone like me. It's like, okay, I'm going to ease you into this. Just, just sit tight. I'm going to ease you into this. Just listen to this. I'm giving you an easy melody. 
a memorable melody, a memorable hook, and then we're gonna then we're gonna ease you into that, and then we're gonna um, change it up, and you're just gonna go along for the ride. So I, I disagree that it's not a. I think it's a great opening track. Myself. I can see that. Yeah, I, I got. I, I have to change my phone and go with Q Storm actually. Yep, I co-sign that. All right, Lionel. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying the course. I'm gonna leave right now. I'm gonna leave right now. I'm gonna go drop the mic. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm done. All right, let's move on to the next one, and that is Pretzel Body Logic. The other question I wanted to ask: Did Music Soul Child help him title these songs? Because, uh, but anyway, uh, Pretzel Body Logic, Big Ken. Set us up. Hey, like I, I'm, all I'm going to say, start this off, man. This song right here, to, for me personally, starts off a chain of about four to five songs that are just strong. This, this block of songs that follows this, to me, is pretty strong. And Pretzel Body Logic is the perfect setup for it. It's a favorite of mine on the album. A very high volume, definite head nodder for me. Love the driving rhythm. And like uh, Big Sexy said earlier, he's absolutely right. The way the drums and the bass in particular are mic'd up on this album is different than a lot of albums that we've heard from him before, so it's like in your face. Love the riff, the bass thumping. Ida is going off, or Ida or Ida, whichever way she pronounces it, she's going off on the bass throughout this album, but she she kills it in the middle and scattered parts through the end of this song. It's one of the highlights for me, man, so this is a, this is a, this is a banger in my opinion. All right, day dropping. Right. Okay. Musically on this, well, this is a this is a song that's lead by Prince with Third Eye Girl. Uh, musically, nice heavy guitar, good change of pace on track number one, especially at the chorus. Now, this one doesn't necessarily rock per se, but it rolls. Even the guitar solo is it's just enough up until that bass kicks in. You guys mentioned it already. That bass, Big Kid mentioned it. When that bass solo kicks in and starts going in, that's some that's some shit right there. Uh, lyrically. Uh, it's poppy, rock'em, anthem type lyrics. Uh, for me, this would have been better off as the opening track because this demonstrates better what I would think as the Third Eye Girl sound. Um, it's something that I could imagine being played live and being tore up crazy, like tearing up that concert uh, as a score. <clears throat> this one is... This was out of ten. Very good stuff. Well, I'm sorry, you, you kind of broke up. What was the score? Seven out of ten. Okay, all right. Um, big sexy. You know, again, it's got this familiarity familiarity ah, that I can't put my finger on, and it sounds. I hate to say this phrase, but it sounds so fresh and new, especially when I compared it to things like um, Planet Earth. And what was the one before Planet Earth? Or was that CD? Oh, uh, 3121. Thank you. 3121. You know, the sound sounds so open. You can almost hear that he's having fun. And I, and I have to give it up to the three ladies. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, well, they can't rock. They're not heavy. Shit. The three ladies are handling their business. And the way he put them together, and they didn't know each other initially, and he he grabbed each one from separate places and assembled this. Guys, guys got a skill together, man. So you got people. People need, need to understand that. But the song is great. It's it's 
it's not too heavy, but it's it's consistent with what he's wanted wants to do with this project. And I, again, I'm all for it. All right, all right. Uh, Q Storm. Now, what do you think about this one? I like this song. Um, the first when I first heard it, the the first vocal arrangement on it, or the first vocal lick on it, it reminded me of that song, Big Sexy. I'm gonna turn to you. Um, I think it's Iron Man. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know if he was uh, trying, you know, pulling from that. But yeah, this is for someone who's not well versed in rock like myself. This is a song I could see myself playing over and over again. So I, I like it quite a bit. Yeah, you know, this song and this song had been released before, uh, you know, on, on the website. The only thing about this song to me and again, my initial thoughts when I first heard it, I just don't. I didn't like that. And I don't mean to make it sound like they're whining, but I don't know. Something about that was just kind of like, eh, okay. And and for me, I don't normally listen to music of this nature. Not that I have anything against it, because there's a lot of Prince Rock songs that are filthy to me. Like, I, you know, they be they be they go beyond being you know the stereotypical rock stuff. <clears throat> But this one, the more I listen to it again, and I'll say a lot about this. I think somebody got their speakers up too loud or something. But the more I listen to this one, I get into it more. I love the music of it. And and someone has spoken before. The sound, the richness of it, uh, the fullness of this stuff is banging. Uh, I almost wish he could record like the R&B funk songs in this manner sometimes too. Like that would be very interesting. But going back to this, the music is banging. I, I just have to get used to the, like I said, the and I don't know if it's right, the Michael, vocals that kind of get me a little bit, but it just it got a little too kind of whiny-ish. Go ahead. Well, that that tends that that's with the rocking song. When a song, you listen, if you listen more to rock music, it tends to do that. Uh, the the guitar, the lead guitar, will mimic the song, the part that gets sung. That yeah. just kind of goes mm-hmm. hand in hand that way. That's that's for how it works. And yeah, it's it's getting used to. And once you get used to it, then you can appreciate it a little bit better. So yeah. All right, um, Sean Hill, do you have anything on this one? Oh yeah, um, this one is uh, my favorite song of the of the whole experience right now. Um, wow. It, it, it's funny. My my daughter. Uh, actually sings this song all the time as you can imagine i'm playing it quite a bit um i think uh, this track should have been the uh the opener for me i know when i ever i put it on the uh, ipod i'm gonna sequence it differently i'm gonna flip-flop tracks one and two and put this as the opener uh you know prince has written a lot of songs over the years and i think this is probably this may be in music history the first song about someone being sleepy uh, and uh, he makes it rock. So go ahead, Prince. I know you're running out of topics. Hey, if you write a song this cool about being sleepy, then you know do your thing. I would uh, definitely give this one a ten out of ten. Wow! Right on. Okay. Yep. Nice. <clears throat> All right. Uh, without any interruption, we will move on to the next track. And that one is. What do I want to see? This one ain't. Ain't turning around. <laughs> ain't turning around. I can't. My ebonics won't. Allow, won't even allow me to do this. This is the Prince <laughs> <laughs> <Princey> Bonds. <laughs> <No. laughs> but ain't turn, ain't turning around. All That's right. cool. Um, so I want to go to. Um, let's flip it up a little bit. Q Storm. 
Ryan. Yeah, um, I was afraid you were going to come to me first. <laughs> I, I don't want to set the tone, but um, you know, again, I'm not going to I'm not going to go back to this well much more often. But again, not being as well versed in rock, this song to me, it's not bad because because I, I don't know really what makes a rock song good or bad because I'm not that experienced with it. But to me, this song's like a, a song that's trying to be a rock song of a cl- of the classic I don't know it's trying to be a classic rock song but it comes off kind of generic I don't know the vocals and don't clown me too much but it puts me in the mind of maybe like Blondie or something like that you're um, gonna get clowned what's that you're gonna get clowned may, may, yeah, I, you, I, I don't yeah, know you will. It, it sounds like uh, I've heard this in like the early 80s that that um, rock band or maybe that punk band that has the lead a, a lead female vocalist who's just really angst-ridden, and it doesn't work for me. The tempo change, there's a tempo change. It just sounds like the song is working too hard to be something uh, that I've heard before. And, I mean, it's not a bad song. It just doesn't work that well for me. I would probably skip this one. On some levels, I kind of understand what he's talking about. But but let me, let me throw this in here. The, the buzzing on the... That is, that's filthy. Like I said, and you turn that up on the system. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, man. Yes, it started winning me that's over. Um, day dropping. Go ahead. Yes. Me next. All right. <laughs> Ain't turning around. Lead by Third Eye Girl. Music observation on this one. It, this sounds to me, and there's another track that's that re- reminiscent of this song. Uh, it reminds me of, of an up-tempo dolphin um, yeah. mixed in with some Calhoun Square. You know, I like how, how on that second stanza go at a quicker beat. I, I like that. The guitar solo rocks and listening to some good headphones or a very good sound system, the way that guitar solo moves left to right, left to right, is it, that's awesome. It's good stuff. Uh, it sounds great on a good sound system. Um, it's But the music does the talking more than anything else on this track anyways. For me, this one could have been the opener. Followed by what is track number two, then track number one. I'd have been okay with that. Reverse the order, three, two, and one, to one, two, and three, and we, we got something. This should have been the opener. It could I could have done without that Darth Vader voice towards the end. That, to me, that kind of killed it because it's, it's too loud, and it, I want to hear the guitar. But it's a good track nonetheless, and it's a great track to show off the girls and what they can do. For me, it's only getting better. Like Ken said, there's a good block of songs. This one's an eight. Eight out of ten. This one rocks right here. Mm. Right, Big Ken. I have to co-sign that, and I'm going to raise him again because I, I like it because, you know, I love the contrast between the verses, the choruses, and the bridge so much so that it brings to mind. Now, he mentioned Dolphin. I heard Calhoun Square. Those are, are viable. I, I tend to think of the same December from Chaos and Disorder where the okay. choruses... The chorus is so is so vastly different from from the verses, and it rocks really hard when you turn it up. It's got that same kind of vibe. I really dig uh, the menacing riff that comes in, and Donna's solo that comes in right around the minute 35 mark on through to the end, and then you can hear Prince doing his trademark flange effects and slow down vocal at the end. And again, this is another song kind of like uh, Pretzel Body Logic that you know they could rip live. So it, it's a great song. It's a, to me another highlight and another high volume joint for me, man. I love it. All right. Hey, I got a question to ask you guys real quick. Did you guys know that 
It's in the power of love. <laughs> it's in the power to love you up. Anyway, going back to where we're at. Uh, Mr. Sean Hill, what do you think? Uh, I'm surprised no one's mentioned this. This sounds like uh, some girl brothers to me. Uh, uh, I'm, I don't know who's on the lead, but she sounds like Wendy a little bit. Um, no. You don't think so? No. no this, this is Hannah. Hannah's this doing lead vocals. Yeah. No, no, no. I know I know it's not, but I'm saying it, it reminds me of the girl brothers, some of the girl brothers material. Oh, um, okay. Um, I didn't like this one that much. Um, I I think the ending is pretty good, but like uh, Day Dropper said, that Darth Vader voice is it, it just kills. It. I couldn't understand what he was saying either. May may have been something important, but I once I heard, I kind of like, oh god, here we go again. Um, I, I want to say this is a filler track, but uh, this one this one will definitely need to be uh, spun a few more times before I get into it. All right, um, and poor, you got anything to add on this one? Um, nothing nice. Well, then just give it to us, man. Give it to us raw, man. <laughs> um, I, I didn't like it. The vocals. First of all, Andy Allo, I, I do deeply apologize. I, I I thought this was your vocals, and I I, I hated it. I, I knew you were better than this, which is why I was so shocked. But um, yeah, I don't particularly care for this, which is a kind of a running theme throughout the album, where the music is far superior than his other album. But what are you doing with the songwriting? I'm, I'm, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't care for this. I just want to say I, I agree 100. percent To me, the vocal was just shrill. I, I didn't like. That was part of the turnoff for me. But actually, that's typical rock vocals, especially Thank for you. female rock, especially yeah. for female rock vocalists. That's typical. Exactly. You can go way right. back to Hard to Jones. Well, Jeff, damn, this, there, there you go. Thank you, Big Ken. That, those are the groups. Yes. And, right. Yeah, and, but I, what I would what I would say is that you know they came you know this is Mike's whole thing, they came along at the right time where maybe we hadn't heard that before, but now now since this is derivative, it doesn't work for me. It's like you're trying to do something that other people before you have pioneered, and it just comes off as as lame. And th- this song, this totally reminds me of a Nirvana early '90s grunge rock era, which I love. I love the music, but the 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 songwriting that the vocals are just eh, you deserve it deserve that music deserves so much better than what we got. Mm. Uh, All right, interesting. All right, well, let's, I, oh, go I ahead. disagree completely. Go ahead, sir. You know, I I liked it. I like the music is speaks for itself, and f- this is something that Prince has not done on a collaborative effort. He has not turned the mic over to someone else. He didn't do it with the revolution. He did it too much with uh, the MPG. Tony, I'm looking right at you. But the fact that he did this in the collaborative effort and lets Hannah do her thing is okay because I don't know how you guys who saw the show last tour uh, saw how Hannah was received, but she got over huge in San Francisco. So to step out and let her get a little time to shine in front of the mic, that's a good move. And she pulled it off. I think she did okay. Uh, big yeah, sexy. I agree with that. A uh, big sexy. I love to correct you, but he that did. is not possible. <laughs> <laughs> he did give uh, Wendy an opportunity on her own track with "I Wonder You" from the seminal work "Parade," which and that worked far better than this. 
Oh, that's yeah, but that's from but that's, but that's we can't compare that though, man. Yeah. That's that's, yeah, a, that's, that's, from a, that's from a that's from a vintage that's from a vintage Prince era, which is never going to be touched again. That's the Holy Grail. This is in 2014, where we have the likes of Anaconda and Booty as the <laughs> pinnacle, the pinnacle of female vocals and female yeah. talent nowadays. Right. Okay, and so for him, for him to let these three girls, and and I agree a hundred percent with Big Sexy, these three girls can hold their own. Okay, they they not they not he he's not propping them up. These girls can do it. I mean, I, in fact, I hope that they go on from this and they continue beyond because I would like to see what else they do beyond this. But I agree. This, this hasn't been there hasn't been any projects like this in. I would even say this. This is probably the most fully realized and cohesive Prince protege project that he has done from start to finish that he has pushed out like this since I don't know how long. He didn't do this with Tamar. He didn't do this with Andiallo even. He didn't do it with with any of the chicks before that. I mean, who was the last protege, male or female, that he really gave this much shine to that you can think of? Well, I, I can't. Would, I would say Andy Allo, but I mean, yeah. I don't know to to this level though, man. Not not to this level. I mean, he helped her with her album and all that. I agree, but I'm talking about where they getting a lot of shine. And I mean, we could argue well, for days as to why that is, but I'm just saying, I think right. these girls are talented, man. And they're trying to intimate. If if you're really into rock music, I think I think that's the key here. If you if you're into rock music, <laughs> this is not that's true. this is this is not anything that is revolutionary in terms of like you know they're emulating or they do this and this is standard rock music the problem is we don't hear a lot of this in 2014 no we, we hear don't. anaconda that's, that's what it let is. me throw that's in, problem. Look, let true. me let me just get my observations of the song i i again the song is is good it's okay uh i think sort of the issue may come in where i i look at it this way if prince's name was not associated with this I would not even pay this any attention as good as it is or not. I am sure that some of the other rock music or or other genres of music, they're good songs and those that I don't know anything about, but there's nothing that draws me into it because I don't have no relationship with the artist. Uh, So with this being Prince, I think for me, my expectation is that if there's going to be somebody else on the vocal, particularly singing a song, uh, I would be like, you know what? I can feel this. I do feel a little bit of the. Her, I'm not gonna say her vocals are weak. Like I again, let me be clear. I think they are very talented. Uh, Big Sexy said it great when he said, "I think the genius of this project is that this is Prince taking people that don't know each other, they're musicians, and molding them to be this, you know, a good band and to making these songs and inspiring him to write this stuff. I, I'm all for that. I just think that this song, again, it can go either way. But I can, I've seen how people, they hear the vocals and they're, somehow it's not meeting what their expectation is. I think framing it in the way that you framed it, Ken, in terms of other rock music sounds like that, I think you're, you're correct. But I think that may be somewhat of maybe the pushback is that I'm not really here to hear the other normal sounding rock stuff. I, I'm brought in through Prince, so I expect it to sort of well, transcend right. that also, a little but bit. But you Go also ahead. realize, though, you also realize, and I, I understand what you're saying, I'm not poo-pooing it at all, but you also realize that no matter who he would have put up there to sing vocals, regardless if it's Hannah, Tamar, you know, uh, Bria Valente, it don't matter who that he put up there, the majority of us Prince fans would 
have a negative perception of it. Whoever that is is not going to be able to be talented enough in our eyes to go up against or to to meet his our expectations of what we expect him to put there. No, wait, 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 wait. I wouldn't. I would not say that because who would would he put in that spot that you would like? But but what I'm saying, but no, my 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 retort to that is. Um, do you think Love Bazaar is any less whack because Sheila E is singing the lead? Of course not. But, she, but or, Sheila E, even Sheila E's vocals don't match Prince. I mean, we accept that because we love Sheila and we've been down with Sheila for years. But, but yeah, but I, I think the thing to say is that at never at one point that I felt like I was being cheated when her <laughs> vocals came on. I, I to me it perfectly works with yeah but the, but the difference right. though the difference is though with sheila just like with the time and all the rest of those that was all prince that was all prince's music that was all prince's direction that was all prince, prince i would assume this is too. that whole thing this and this is what i think big sexy is saying is this is much more of a collaborative project than he has put out in a long time where he's let other people drive and he's all well, almost playing the background. There has not been a project like this. I'm not holding this project up over anybody else. I'm not saying this is better than Love Bizarre, nothing like that. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he has not had a collaborative project like this in a very, very long time. So my issues with the song is I don't believe her vocals are strong enough, nor are the lyrics uh, good enough for that music. The music is awesome. I love I can, the beat. I can understand but that. But the most, lyrics most and the vocals... Most rock vocalists ain't, you know, can't really carry tunes, man. I mean, let's be real. There's very, very few rock vocalists, male or female, that's just like all that in terms of their vocal machinations, man. That's right, just, but we can't let that be the past, though. Like, but I'm past, present, and future. I'm just saying, the rock, in rock music, the guitar and the, the drums and the right. loudness of it is the what... The the guitar what, lead everything. Is. Big sexy. When you listen to Kiss, are you paying attention to their vocals? Like uh, how how pi- are they pitch perfect? No, no, heck no. But, but then, I, I agree but with that. But this is this, but this is this is Prince. So again, you're supposed to sort of pay attention a little. Bit. I mean, I'm just saying. My, my expectation expectation is that I wouldn't listen to a Prince rock song and feel like uh, his vocals ain't really. If I listen to Let's Go Crazy or something, I, that doesn't come to my mind. I listen to Dolphin, somebody brought. I mean, his shit is on a, a different level than those cats. That's just the like, only thing. Just said it though it's prince but i'm saying it don't matter who we put with prince that person ain't gonna ever measure up to our expectations sure. of prince or our expectations of what prince prince's selected vocalist should sound like or what prince's selected songwriting right and we agree on that and that's and that's what i'm that's saying okay. that's, that's where the pushback is so in the context of what this song and not even just this song this album in general mm-hmm. is good but well, right. Not, I'm, no, we're, I agree we're with you. Gonna, it's never going to measure up. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, I think that's where the pushback is. You're, the reasons why you said it are correct. Very clear. We're, we're coming to the same point from different sides. I, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I, right. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I'm just saying this is what, you know, what it is. You know, that's the, that's the hazard. If you are a protege of working with Prince, you got to probably go into it realizing that you're only going to get so much recognition, no matter how good you may be, you know, because you got to, oh, you got to get out that shadow and that's hard to do. All right, all right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next track is Plectrum Electrum. And let me start this one real quickly. I would have started the album with this, personally. One is the title track. To me, this song sets the stage of, like, the sound. And for me, this song is fierce. Like, I remember when I saw Prince, uh, gosh, it was last April when he came to Seattle. 
they did this song. At the time, I wasn't totally familiar with it, and I thought it was a cover or something. I was like, this sounds like some some 70s type dope you know bang, bang. this was filthy and i realized that this was their song i said i am impressed by this this is instrumental but this to me of everything we've heard so far in the record so far this is the illest like i'm like full attention i feel this all the way i ain't got no shorts bang it this is for me this is my banger i want to go to um i'm gonna flip it up again aunt Pooh. Now, I'm, I'm going to have to take this back to my wrestling roots. Uh, big, big Sexy, appreciate this. Endorphin Machine would be my ring entrance in ECW and WWE. Plectrum Electrum would be my <laughs> ring entrance in Japan. <laughs> oh, man. I love this song. The first time I saw that little snippet <laughs> of that video, which Prince is still not taking advantage of YouTube, holla at me and poo on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I, I fell in love that little breakdown where he that, that little oh my god I love this song but when I went to see it live in Anaheim at the Live Out Loud tour I fell in love I have to play this at least once a day and definitely during my workout now my only issue that I have with this is I wish I hadn't seen this live because I love the live performance of this better. I think that he might over I think he might have overproduced this song a little bit that he's known to do as far as go back in and tweak with it here and there. It doesn't sound as raw as he does live, but it still kills and I'm glad we finally got the studio version of this. All right. Um <clears throat> Sean Hill. Uh, good song. I like it. Um, I wrote in my notes a uh, costume change song, um, but um, I, I would put it up there with uh, some of the, the classic uh, instrumentals, uh, Alexis de Paris, uh, the God instrumental, uh, even some of the new ones uh, from the Lotus, Black, uh, Back to the Lotus. Uh, it, it, it's good. I don't know about where it fits in the album, uh, though. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe should have closed it so it, it kind of loops around with uh, uh, a rocking open but it, it is a solid track good playing by all the players on this one all right uh, big sexy and sack you know <clears throat> Ant said that he wishes he had heard the live version first and unfortunately a lot of music always translates better live having said that to me this catches that Zeppelin you know cream deep purple vibe you know you're sitting in the back of the pickup truck you know with your boys back in high school you know drinking what you shouldn't be drinking and i love this i love this i wish it was longer and again you know he just really steps back i don't know how much joshua welton was involved because i see he's listed as a as one of the producers but this collaboration is working because he's letting the reins go a little bit and the women are saying look let us play this is what's up and this is what and they're delivering you know the sound is great you know people somebody criticized hannah a while ago as a drummer i don't see any flaws in her in her playing you know she's playing what she knows she's playing things like ginger baker john bonham that type of deal and it's working for me this is another standout track all right. Hey, oh, I'm sorry if I could jump in real quick. I, who, whoever got on Hannah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, she easily on on this album, especially on this track, she proves she's definitely within the top five drummers all time for Prince, which isn't saying much because he's only had seven. But still, 
that's how much I, I got respect for her on these drums, on these songs. Uh, Big Ken. Yeah, I got a co-sign with Big Sexy said, man. This is an awesome instrumental. Led Zeppelin was immediately, immediately what came to mind for me, too, um, as a fan of them. I loved Hannah's drums, like you guys have been saying. I mean, she's hitting them hard. She's got the whole John Bonham vibe down. I really dig the riff at, at the break that comes in about two minutes two, two, and 20 seconds, man. It's almost funky, man, when they're doing that little part. It's another banger for me, man. It's just part of this string of tracks that I told you, man. It's high volume for me in the car, man. It's it's, it's on. Sun, sun, uh, moon roof is open. The sounds are blasting with this. So this is great. Day dropping. Yeah, uh, instrumental. It uh, sounds like some really nice three-piece MPG jamming to me. Uh, and you guys mentioned it already around the two-minute mark. This short review really complement what Ampu said. The breakdown on this one is sweet. It's nice. Lyrically, there's no lyrics. There's nothing to, comp- to say about that. As far as the notations go on this one, uh, there's really not much more to say. This, uh, Although I do think this one is placed well right here. I wouldn't use it as the opener. I think this is placed right before White Caps works because as hard as this rocks, it actually is kind of a breather uh, or a pre-breather. Um, I think it's placed well. Uh, it still rocks, and it's not too long. It's just right. I mean, I could imagine many a funk face when this was being recorded. And I can only imagine how this one would sound live. So other than that, there's not much more to say. It's a great track. Uh, score on this one, it's a solid eight. Q Storm, did you have anything to add on this before we move on? Yeah, um, I, when I first, when the first when the song first kicked off, it reminded me, and maybe Big Ken, um, it had touched on it. It reminded me of a sample. I'm, I'm going to screw this up from um, the BC Boys license to L. I want to say No Sleep to Brooklyn. No Sleep to Brooklyn. But you hear the guitar. Down, 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 down. It reminded yeah, that's me. The, that's, the, that's from the ocean from Led Zeppelin. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. It reminded me of that, and I liked it immediately. <clears throat> um, this, I, I'm going to call this song his tour de force song. Uh, where he just go, where he and the band just go in, and it's got that funk uh, beat, that funk foundation to it. And yeah, this this is probably the I think this is the first song on the album where I'm like, okay, I could I want to explore more rock. This makes me want, which is what Prince has done throughout his career for me. He's he has made me listen to different genres of music where I say, okay, I never heard this before. I, I want to learn more about this. That's what this song does for me. All right, it was a door opener. It was a All you gotta do then is go get some Led Zeppelin LPs, man, because that's you know, what this right. is. Straight up, definitely, definitely. You saying that? What, what, when I heard what would you say? Album. What would you say, Big Sexy Zeppelin one, two, three, and four? You know, Zeppelin mm-hmm. one, two, three are in high resolution on HD tracks. Q, make your move, man. Yeah. Or, when I send me an email. I got you. All right. Well, when I when I listened to the sample ver- the samples of this, I heard this track and I was like, you know what? That sounds like. I think that's Led Zeppelin. I gotta call my. I know I have a friend who's a. He's a lead singer in a, a Led Zeppelin cover band. He sounds just like him, looks just like him. I was like, I gotta call him and get get some research going. All right there, you go. Let's move on to the next track. Is White Caps, and quickly my two cents. I love this. This this getting into my flow right here. I, I feel this. I is this Hannah singing this song? Yeah. Now, it is. this is what I'm talking about. Man, just uh, 
this is beautiful. Uh, soulful, funky, you know, I guess it's got the little rock feel. But to me, this is just soul. Soul music. I, I feel this all the way through. Everything about it. The, the, her vocal tone is dope. Ah, I love this. This, again, second. Well, so far, after Plectrum, I really love that. I really love this one as well. Um, day dropping. Go ahead. Yeah, to, to me, this is uh, another lead by Third Eye Girl. Uh, song that, it, it, and the second one that kind of reminds me of Dolphin a little bit, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, the tone on it, it's, it's melancholy, yet mellow at the same time, and it works musically. Uh, lyrically, beautiful lyrics. Uh, and these lyrics, they appear to have been given some thought. It, you got some great visualization here with, with the things that he talks about, with the things that, that are written in terms of the beat and all that. And they just complement the music. The, actually, the music and the lyrics complement each other very well. It's, and it's got a nice chorus. It's just beautifully done. Um, another notations on this, the mellow atmosphere of this track. It reminds me, and this is one hell of a compliment for me. It reminds me of a slightly more upbeat Don't Know Why by Nora Jones. And man, I get chills just thinking of that song. Uh, to me, the, the song is ultimate mellow. Um, this track, it shows that uh, placement and overall feel matters to a track in context of the whole album. Because this, this actually appears to be the logical follow-up to WOW lyrically and there's a theme that goes through that i'll go into later but it's a great song uh this one is the breather but it's a beautiful breather and a score on this one again eight out of ten great song mr sean hill hello sir did we lose him you got your mic on sean going once going twice we going mr big ken yeah, I'll say uh, I love this song when it dropped online, what was it, like three or four weeks ago, something like that, when they, he released it. I, I immediately took notice of this song. Love the laid-back vibe, you know, reflects the mood of the song, which is about love lost. And, you know, we, we just had this debate about Hannah's voice. And, I again, this is another, I think her voice is really nice here. Now, this is the type of song, yes, it's much slower tempo, it's more expressive. So, yeah, she's going to be, you know, her singing is going to be different on something like this versus Ain't Turning Around, which is more like garage band rock. So it really blends well here, especially with Prince's vocals in the choruses, which is really nice. And again, you know, she doesn't get a lot of pub, man, but I'm telling you, Ida, that girl can thump that bass, man. Yes. And she's got a really nice bass line going on underneath this 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 song man that supports everything on top of it that i thought a lot of people probably overlook but i just got some skills on the bass man i love the ending it's just an excellent track man even though it's a it's a slower pace from the stuff before it's still a banger in my opinion all right big sexy you know when i excuse me when i heard this last night after i got back from a, a political fundraiser that i went to i um heard this song i'm like this is the one this is the one. And I came in this morning ready to step outside with anybody, Anthony, who didn't like this one. You know, I love the way Hannah's voice is presented, but I liked her voice when I heard her do Live Out Loud. And so I thought, okay, she can do a little something here. And the song is relaxing. It still has that rock vibe to it. Her drums are hitting. I think it's Ida, the bassist, is just killing it. And... You know, 
he's been saying, Prince, that is, has been saying for a while, you know, we're musicians here. We're making real music. And you can hear this. You can hear this. And I think it was Ken who said, you know, we have songs out called Booty and Python or whatever the fuck that was. This stuff is real, man. It's real music. You can hear the analog in it. It's great. I can listen to this song all day. In fact, I'm listening to it right now on another channel through my mixer. My anaconda don't like no. <laughs> Hey, I'm uh, back. Sorry about that. I had to deal with some family stuff real quick. Um, I think it's the um, one of the. I think it's the second best song right now, at least for me. Uh, I love the bass line throughout it. I, this was actually the only track that I went back and listened to uh, more than once when I was doing the initial uh, uh, sampling. So I. I I, I wasn't too uh, keen on it when I first heard it, um, whenever it leaked, but I, I, I'm definitely digging it now. This this one will uh, go into heavy rotation for sure. All right, and Poop. Okay, really? Really, Big Sexy, you had to call me out? You, you, you're like, you know, you're the little kid from the Life Serial commercial. You hate everything. Uh, get him. You know. Let's, get, oh. <laughs> Let's wow. get started now. Wow, wow, wow. I'm sorry, I just did not like her vocals. Ed. See? See, <laughs> oh, man, you don't but, like our vocals here. No, I might have to go back. I might have to go back and give it a listen because I thought this was Andy Allo, which, which wow. you don't, like, you don't like Andy, do you? No, 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 no. I, I love Andy Allo, but I thought this was her vocals, and that's why I was like, wait a minute, this don't sound right. But um, I know she's better than this, and this song isn't for her. And what the hell? She can she, she should be able to sing this better. But, uh, you know, I need to go back now realizing that it's Hannah and give it a better listen. But, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I like the music. The music is perfect. I just don't think that he's that they're producing a song and vocals that 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 really complement the music that they're killing it with. You know, you can say that about a couple a couple of other songs on this, but this one definitely. And this is skippable for me. Whoa. What? Wow! Wow! That's his opinion. <laughs> Shit! Again, I might have to go back and look at and listen to him one more time, knowing that okay, this is not Andy Allo, this is Hannah. So I gotta give her the the, the sliding uh, curve on on the vocals, <laughs> and maybe then I might be able to appreciate it. Because wow. I'm just saying, it's, it's it's like, you know, it's it's like I, I expected more from the vocals because I thought it was Andy. So now that I know it's Hannah, all right, okay, I gotta give her that, gotta get the bell curve. No, damn. Yeah, you you got to hear this Shame. again, Ampu, because this, this song matters to the album. Yeah, you, you know, it, it really up. matters. So yeah, hey, you hear it again. Hey, no, it doesn't. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move on, man. Live and let live. <laughs> is it my, is it my turn? I, I don't want to, Mike. Let's keep it moving. I don't want to cuss nobody out on this show. Man. It's getting good, man. Let's just hey, keep hey, it hey, rolling. Everybody, get an opinion. Uh, go ahead, Q. Well, wow, Anthony. Okay. Uh, for me, this song serves a couple purposes, right? It's it's like the the the, the next chapter in the album because it really uh, slows it down, kind of mixes it up a little bit. It's like okay, we're moving into the next section of this album. I think this is an absolutely beautiful track. I'm amazed that the person, the the lead. I don't know the names of the of the girls, but the lead singer on this track is the same lead on the track three, ain't turning around. I think her and uh, Ernie, he he stole my notes. It, this reminds me of like Nora Jones. You know, I just picture the. I don't know if any of you guys were fans of the show Friends. You're sitting in Central Perk. You got your extra large mug of uh, of, of, of tea. Never hung out. 
Um, and and you got this this girl who's just killing it in the corner, singing her songs, and you just sitting there chill, a nice afternoon and a summer afternoon. It's just it's it's light pop, but it's, it really works. I, I really love the song. I think it's an absolutely beautiful song. All right, all right. Let's move on to fix your life up. I'm gonna go to big sexy and sexverse. Okay, I heard this in. Again, I want to co-sign what an aunt said, actually. I had heard this in concert last April, and it was a lot heavier. I mean, it's good. It shows off what the women can do. But to be completely candid, I had heard this before. So there was no rush of excitement for it being new. I heard it. I heard it a couple of times. He's done it on, on a, I think, a couple of TV performances as well. But again, the music is just pounding. You know, and I, and I believe in an interview, Hannah said that this was recorded live as a as a band, so they didn't overdub this. If somebody flubbed something, they'd start over, and they they continue to impress and and put out music that we're not hearing nowadays. You know, again, I hate to be repetitive. You know, I, we're hearing things like "Booty," which I have not heard, but I just and I can't listen to that because it just sounds silly. And it's great music. It's it's eye opening. It'll it'll introduce his ex- extremely vast catalog to a whole new segment of younger people which is always good you know again he's, he's keeping up keeping the intensity up on the album so far I, I like it a lot uh, Q-Storm yeah this song uh, doesn't do it for me it doesn't th- the song for me doesn't work until the very end when it gets to that uh, I don't know what style you call it but it's like the rock version of that that song you hear in church when people just start dancing in the aisles. That, that <laughs> I like that. Want to get on me? Okay. What's that now? Y'all want to get on me? Okay. What? Well, hey, this I don't like the song. To me, Prince's vocal again, it reminds me of. It sounds like for me, him trying to sound like something that has been done before, or he's trying to make a point. I can't really put into words what I'm trying to say, but it just sounds derivative and generic to me until it gets to that part where the, the drums kick in double time. <laughs> now I'm just picturing church. See what you did, Q? <laughs> yeah, the same thing here. He just fucked up. Uh, and Pooh, go ahead. Dude, uh, that last... Okay, but please tell me you went to the last 15 seconds of the song when he got extra filthy on that bass line. Yeah, at the end, the end of the song is the only thing that moves me on the song. It's, it's like Prince. Are you doing two different songs at once? Like you, you got a nice fix your life up, and then you got that little, that little breakdown with that ah, oh, with that sick uh, bass popping. Which clip? I mean, I don't, I don't mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say anything ill about Ida, but that was Prince at the end, correct? That had to be. Nope. That was definitely two different bass players. Nope. 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 That was Ida. That's Ida, man. She can play. Man. That was Ida. Nice. She can get it on, man. She might have to. She, I might have to put her ahead of Brown Mark then. Oh, in the pantheon. Oh, um, I, I hey, love the right. song, and this is the. This might be the second best song on the album, maybe third, depending on what you think. Uh, I have nothing, nothing bad to say about this. This is, this is, this should have been a. This was the perfect single, and I love it. Sean Hill. Uh, this is a solid, solid track. This is uh, good band work. Uh, definitely it simplifies what they do. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, I Like It There, but that's that's not a diss or anything. It just it sounds like it. Um, 
I agree. Well, it, it technically it was kind of a single, I guess, because it did get some radio play. But uh, this is probably <clears throat> the third best track on the album, no doubt. All right, uh, day dropping. Yeah, and then there was Ernie. Fix your life up. Prince lead. Uh, this song, musically, it's it, to me, it's kind of messy. The bass line is nice, but it's a messy song. It it sounds like something from way back from Chaos and Disorder. You guys mentioned that as well. And, you know, even uh, the pickup later with the guitar, it sounds out of place. But like you guys have mentioned, that funk guitar towards the end, that's gold. And that is gold. And that that's that's the only barely redempting part, redeeming part of the song. And that's it. Effects are uninspired. And maybe I got to give it some more listens to get the full effect. But initially, this track is like, it's a skipper to me. Now, it, oh, for me, yeah, for me in comparison to like uh, White Caps, right? White Caps, when it first came out, people were kind of dogging it. And I don't think they, they understood that it matters in the context of the album. And it, in the album, it sounds much better. Fix Your Life Up got a lot of props when it came out. When I heard this here, I'm thinking, in context of the rest of the album, this is one that I would find myself skipping more than not in context with the rest of the album. To me, it's wasted time. And it's evidenced by the ending, where it finally starts to get funky, and then it ends. It's like, man, you know what? Fuck that. You should have given me the last 15 seconds and made a three-and-a-half-minute song out of that. And I'm all in. But what's there before those the, those last 15 seconds? Nah, I can do without that. Um, hey, wait, wait. Hey, Ernie, your nickname is Day Drop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your nickname is, yeah. They, they stand up. No, you know, I can't, I, can't do, I can't do this track, man. I can't do it. it just, like I said, I'm looking at the whole context of the whole album, and this just doesn't fall in there with it. Not like that. It doesn't work. Because uh, as a rocker, it's messy to me, and, and I, don't, I don't like that. Maybe live, I would bet it sounds much better, as most Prince-related uh, tracks do. Um, that, again, the 15 seconds should have populated this track, but it doesn't do it. So ultimately, this is the lowest score of the album for me. It's a six out of ten. Oh, can, wow. I, can I jump in? Can I jump in real quick? Go ahead, real quick. Uh, to Aunt Pooh, how are you gonna come on the show and diss one of the elder statesmen of the show? <laughs> you young as you know your place. Man, What's just, up with that? Just, just call me John Cena. <laughs> damn it. Plus, plus <laughs> on the. You, big sex, you know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna make my debut and pick pick on the biggest dog in the yard. <laughs> plus, okay. he, plus, he agrees with me, so leave him alone. All right. <laughs> okay, Big Ken. I got to respectfully disagree with my brother. They dropping this song is a fucking bomb. Do you hear what I'm saying? I mean, I like. I, excuse me. I love this song from the first second I heard it. This song cannot, under any circumstances, be played at low volume. I'm talking about this shit is turned all the way up when I hear This is, rock is not supposed to be pretty. Rock is, good rock is never pretty. Okay, this is, this is, this is to me like the ultimate garage band song. It's like they just in there, they, it's raw, there's no overdubs, none of that shit. They just, they just plugged in, turned it up, and they let it go. Prince's lead vo- vocals for this kind of song, to me, is perfect. Especially the harmonized section right before the choruses. Again, like we talked about before, Hannah's drums are hitting, Donna's guitar solo is on point, and again, Ida, the, the girl gets the least amount of shine out of all three chicks in this band. Ida is thumping hard, and as you guys have mentioned, she's killing it at the end. 
And as we saw, saw before, like, like uh, Big Sexy said, this song has been played live. We know it kicks ass live. I just wish it was longer. That's the only flaw in this song, in my opinion. Again, this is another one in that string of burners for me. I love it, man. It's perfect for me. All right. I, I pretty much co-sign the majority of the opinion. I, I think this is a good song. It reminds me, again, this is a song that I would expect from sort of the rock prince. It, somebody brought up Chaos and Disorder. I could have seen this on Chaos and Disorder. Uh, you know, this fits hand in hand with another song that seems to be absent from this album, like Screwdriver or something. It's that kind of style. It's almost like it's Prince uh, Captain Obvious. Like, I would expect him to do something like this. And this is good. Like, I, I dig it. I sing it a lot. I When I saw him live, he did this song. And it again, headbuster. I was, fix your life. You know, normally I'd probably be like, this is kind of on that sort of edge of the corny kind of Prince for me. But in the presence of it all and and the music is banging. Yeah, I'm like Billy, you know, with the you know, when he was at the end when he saw, he saw Purple Rain, he's like, Okay, I, I pumping get, the pumping his hands in the yeah, air. Yeah, I'm like, All right, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I feel you, brother. So <laughs> I, I, I was I won with it like that. So I like this track. This is I'm I'm messing with it. Now we're gonna move on. Uh, the next song, and this is why I, I love Prince, why I love this album is no different than a lot of the other ones. He's always going to throw in some stuff that is going to be like, <laughs> you got, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, yes. it's going to be controversial. Some are going to love it, some, but I love that. That's why it's exciting. Boy Trouble is the next song. And let me just say this for the record. I've, I've been reading some comments online. Shout out to the org and all different places. You know, I've, people... So the general consensus, they was clowning this song. This is horrible. And delete this. It's that Tony M. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, I can understand why you said that. For me, I fucks with this song. Heavy. This is the joint to me. Um, it is off. It is, it is like out of left field in the context of what we assume this record is about. But again, I think with Great Prince, you're going to get what you don't expect. And I never expected this to be on this record. This bangs to me. I was not familiar with the young ladies that are rapping on this. I've come to find out that there's local Minneapolis up and coming rappers. Uh, so on a artist level, even if I didn't hear the song, even if it was ter- terrible, I would say this. I respect that he pulled some hometown people, gave them a shot. That, that's cool. But I, the music here is ridiculous. I I'm 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 waiting to hear somebody say this music. Mike, is, Mike, is let corny. me jump in behind you, please. Yeah, let me just finish real quick. I'm, I'm all right, all right. The the music is ridiculous. The other point I wanted to say is this is the third Eye Girl record, and I imagine that they are, are playing on this, but I need to see it on the stage because right now I'm not a believer. I if that's <laughs> if that is Ida yeah. and all of them playing on this record, then hands down, ladies. You are the motherfuckers because this <laughs> yeah. this is out of their nope, realm. Right. Like this is not right. what you would. I don't think they were playing this before they came in the group. So if they're playing this, then you know what? They are some bad motherfuckers. Like that's dope. Uh, so I I'm gonna finish. I love this track. I it's kind of is there some corny elements in it? Yes, but do, is it catchy? Girl trouble, a boy trouble. Boom 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 boom. boom. Ah, it's crazy. Uh, go ahead, Big Ken. It's yours. I just want to I just want to jump in and co-sign with you before the rest of the fellas slice this shit up like a ham. I know they gonna diss it. Okay, I just want to say you. I'm just gonna agree with you that 
the, if you changed the delivery of the lyrics, okay, this sucker would be perfect because this is funky as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, whether it's Ida or Prince, or I believe it's a combination of both. I think I hear two bass lines in the back. Okay, uh, Hannah's killing it on the drums. You know, Donna got the chicken scratch guitar going. I mean, it's a tight song musically. It's just the rap kind of kills it. You know, I mean, but I will say this the rap is not as egregious as some of Tony M's and T.C. Ellis's greatest hits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I could almost tune out. I could almost tune out the, you know, it's not, you know, Pimp Rag, Tootsie Pop, and the Cane, right? I could almost tune out the rap. Okay, because the music, the music is strong enough that I kind of tune it out. So I, I agree with you, Mike. I think this is a bomb track. To me, this is the end of that block that I was telling you that, that mm-hmm. started from mm-hmm. track two all the way to this. Okay, this is the end of that burner block. You know what I'm saying? Although this is a little less burner than the other ones because of the rap, but it's good. Okay, now y'all get the slicing. Wait, wait, wait. All right. And let me Hold let me up. just throw it there real quick. I'm gonna go to you, Amp. Who I, I had no problems with the rap. I'll just say that. Go ahead, Amp. Yeah, um, I, I, I guess I might be joining the, the Lone Crew as well. I, I enjoyed this song too. Now, clearly, he should have got Eve or Little Mama, maybe Nicki Minaj to do that rap. But you know, shouts to him for supporting local talent. I think she flows well with the joint. The music is is hella dope. It's better than some some of the tracks being put out, some of the trap music, the whack trap music at that, that's being put out down south by Juicy J and them. Or is it Stevie J? One of them, whatever. Juicy J. Well, who's Stevie? Oh, you're thinking of all the love and hip-hop. But anyway, keep going. He's a producer, too. Well, that, that dude as well, and Jermaine Dupri, I, I'm, 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 I like the song, you know. Uh, she has some really good metaphors in there, and I think it works. You know, it's that could have been a B side, yeah, but it's not a terrible song. All right, Q, go ahead, sir. Um, yeah, when this song first came on, uh, it reminded me of I could see like Gwen Stefani doing it, and re- reminded me of Hey Baby. And then as it went along, I kind of felt like this could be like a uh, a track on Sheila E's. Um, album the 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 eponymous album sheila e and then uh, i want to quote michael dean exactly how he did it when you guys reviewed the flow stop when the rap comes it's like stop that was horrible that kind of ruined the whole song for me so get rid of that rap just give me that beat that 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 uh rhythm and the melody, and you're good. Other than that, just just leave the rap alone. All right. Sean Hill. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wrote this in my notes. Arms of Orion. Wow. Wedding Feast. <laughs> the Free oh. Bridge. Jughead. And now, Boy Trouble. This one <laughs> joins the list of Utter Prince Drek. Hey, you forgot Mr. Happy, man. Oh, I forgot Mr. Happy. Mr. Happy's not that bad. Put on that whack beat, man. Come on now. (laughs) Well, that was you know that was that was the phrase in ninety. What was ninety seven? Um, I I also this reminded me of some Danity Kane shit. I don't know. I just I just did not feel this one at all. 
it would work as an instrumental. I was actually kind of bobbing my head a little bit. And I think uh, both, uh, I think Q and Mike, once that rap hits, oh, God. Um, anybody out there listening to the show, if you've got some vocal removing software that I can, uh, <laughs> we can take all the vocals off this track and just leave it an instrumental, holler at me at, at Hill Street Views on Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, real quick. When on this Live Out Loud tour, and I think uh, the uh, Welcome to America tour as well, you saw his fascination with Beyonce's single ladies. I think, and I tweeted this, this is his answer or his interpretation of that song from the, the way the, the song flows and the music. Can any of you so, cats actually understand what the rap is saying? I can't even make out what she's saying. Maybe my ears are too old now or something. I, I can't figure it out. To even, I didn't even bother trying to listen to it myself. Yeah, I, it's, I it's heard one of those rap, it. It's one of those kind of rap flows where they just, you know, for me, like I tune it out in terms of the exact wording because it's so it's so fast and she's not like enunciating yeah. and, and, you know, putting stamps on the end of her verses. But again, it's one of those types, like I said, it's one of those songs where if I was at the club, I don't know exactly what the hell they're rapping per se. I can hear them rapping, but just the overall flow of it, it the shit is just grooving like. I would just be jamming. I would be just dancing like, okay, okay. You know, what, me, whatever to, they said, you know, yeah, yeah. So, but To me, this is the musical equivalent of that uh, bathing suit he wore in the Gangsta Glam video. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all going way over, boy. Rock the S-L-O-W. <laughs> y'all going way over. Um, hey, Charlie, double arrow, get <laughs> Day dropping. Yeah, okay, there's funky music throughout. We've got that, and an instrumental on this one would be ultimately crazy because the music works so well uh lyrically again i don't i don't know what they're saying at the beginning either they you know the it's a track about the title song it's about boy troubles the beginning and the end are weird like i said but strangely i like hearing it um and i mentioned this on on, on facebook that the rapper which reminds you of left eye and that's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like the delivery of the lyrics. I think she's got some nice flow. I'm no rap connoisseur, but I like what I like, and it sounds well. Now, others may disagree on, on the panel here, as well as on the org and other places. And I think what it, what it comes down to is a little little bit of polarization in that you think that there, when somebody tries to do something different, that it may not work. Um, I like when when an artist don't take themselves so serious that they're willing to try to do different stuff uh this song doesn't take itself too serious it's a, it's a fun it's a fun track and i can therefore accept the rap part of it and accept that it doesn't fit with the rest of the album but i like that it is daring to go there and i respect that again in context with the whole album i i really respect this track here if the track stands by itself i probably wouldn't give it much listen if it was playing somewhere in a club dance or something, yeah, I, I would, I, I, I wouldn't be listening to it. It would be background music to dance to. But it, in the whole scheme of the album, I like that it's there. Um, it's it doesn't take itself too too serious again, and I respect that score on this one. Believe it or not, seven out of ten. All right, there you go. It's been written. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is uh, Stop This Train. And, you know, listen, uh, Boy Trouble, the the album changes at this point for me. And so far, the last couple of days I've been playing this, I've always played Boy Trouble. I've always played this next one, Stop This Train. 
this is dope to me. I, you know, it's kind of, I don't know if it's a reggae thing or just that. <laughs> this is filthy to me. <laughs> okay, this is on my lane. I'm loving it. The music's banging. I don't know who's singing. I, she's doing a great job. I, That's Hannah and her husband. And, okay. Joshua Wilson. Then they're doing the thing. The only thing I will say about this, and this sort of shocks me a little bit, I don't. I think it's the last verse. You know, they're sort of out of sync with each other as they're singing, and I don't know. I'm very curious why that it becomes so noticeable. Noticeable for me, it pulls me out just a little bit. I want him to hear it and get done because she's sort of at one point and he's sort of at another point in the lyrics, and that was just kind of odd. Could could that be intentional though, Mike? It, and it may be, but it pulls me out of the song. And because like, the, the song is, is in general is that way relationship wise. Anyhow, they're at a point where they're at different parts. So I think it might be an artistic. Uh, it might be artistically done that way. It, it, towards it the end be. of the song, they are now in different parts. It, that may be the case. It just doesn't sit well with my ears, <laughs> whatever their reasons are. But I love this song. I, again. I love the fact that this album is going in a different direction and it's not the stereotypical Prince Rock out. <clears throat> he he doing some other stuff. And and I feel like you, you can't have Prince. Prince is going to be Prince. And whatever you say is going to be this kind of album, the Prince is going to come out. And I just feel like, you know what? They got to have some funky shit in there. I'm feeling this track all the way. This is I play this all the time. Um, uh, Aunt Pooh, go ahead. I didn't particularly care for this song either. I, same issues I had with the other non-Prince lead vocal uh, songs. Uh, the vocals weren't strong enough for me, and the lyrics just really don't complement the uh, music that they're they're singing over. All right, big sexy and sad. Again, <clears throat> excuse me. Again, I love this. You know, um, I like how they did the little duet. You know, Hannah got to sing with her husband, and again, Prince is letting people other than him have control over the output of this music. And Hannah's voice is is grown on me. I, I enjoy because she's not trying to be, you know, uh, a Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, Patti LaBelle trying to do all that vocal aeronautic nonsense. She's just doing her thing and then just keeping it within the framework of the song. And I think it fits perfectly with what they're doing. And I like this song. Again, you know, now I didn't get a chance to speak on the last one, but musically, Third Eye Girl is playing all this music. Because if you saw them or saw the clip of them at the City Winery in Chicago earlier this year, it, they sat with the MPG and put it all together to them. And they, they can play anything. They really can. Back to this song. <clears throat> another winner, another standout track. And I agree with Mike. This is something that. You know, top of the top of the uh, list on this album. You know, once again, they've done it again. All right, Sean Hill. All right, um, this one sounds like a pure classic Prince track to me, uh, with the classic overdubs, uh, interesting lyrics, interesting interesting themes. Only thing with me is I, I disagree somewhat with you guys. I think <clears throat> this is on the wrong CD. Uh, I think this should probably be on the the other one, just. Just because it it deviates from the the sound of the rest of the tracks, not saying that it is a bad track at all. I'm just saying for me, I just you know there's other tracks that 
you know that are floating out there that didn't make the cut um and maybe this one should have been on on his album with his vocals but other than that uh, I, I do like it and uh, this is another one that i will uh put into the rotation as well i may may pull it out of this album and maybe i'll put it on the prince album but other than that i will uh get the rotation definitely all right they dropping yeah uh i'll Actually, I didn't know. I thought it was Prince that was doing the backing on this, so I was pleasantly surprised to find out that it was somebody else. I thought that's very nice. Um, so, yes, Third Eye Girl with uh, one of the husbands on there. Musical observations. It's sparse, but that adds to the innocence that is being presented in the song. Uh, the only problem that I have, and we discussed this on other Prince tracks, I think it fades out way too soon. To me, it sounds like the song was at least a couple of minutes longer, but edited down, and that wasn't cool. Uh, lyrically, that are beautifully sung and to add to what uh, Big Sexy said yes uh, the lead here is not trying to sound like Mariah Carey or anybody else more importantly to me she's not trying to sound like a female prince and a lot of times that's what plagues um, female singers that are associated with prince they try to think much like him probably by design probably by direction from, from the man but this time around it's not coming off that way to me, and I like that. So there's there's an identity to this, and uh, that matters. Um, it's a song about relationship, doubt, and it's sung from a girl's point of view. And um, and I, I like how the the male lead really takes goes back behind this and it doesn't take any kind of big time lead to it, and it's good because this is a girl's song. Um, other notations, it's it's another slightly misplaced song. And I think that's a, a general problem with this album is that the, the sequencing isn't ideal to me. I think this should have been placed somewhere between Wow and White Caps to tell a, a, a story. Because, in, again, this one, in Wow, relationship starts. You're happy. White Caps, relationship ends. You're bummed out. This is in the middle when you're doubting the relationship. So I think it should have come out between there. Um, this song would have because of its placement in the album. I gotta drop it down a point to a seven. All right, big Ken. Yeah, I pretty much agree with um, most everybody's opinion here. It's a nice, funky, laid-back track. I love the beat. Um, I think the duet between uh, Joshua and the much maligned Hannah vocals I think blend well here I think I think the girl has some potential you know I, I think she sings pretty good on here I think the placement of the song is, is perfect where it is personally because it's a nice way to slow things down since you've just come out of a block of like five or six really strong loud raucous type cuts for the most part so it serves as a nice break but it's still funky too so I, I like the track a lot all right, uh, Q Storm. I love this song. I think this is a, a, a very well-crafted pop R&B type of song. I love the fact Ernie, Ernie stole my notes again. It's very sparse. It's very Spartan. There's not much happening in it, but that snare, that pop, is, it's, it's, it's crisp, which is something I always love um, in a track. And I got to give it to this uh, to the lead singer. She, I love her vocals on this on this song. She's there's something in her voice. It's just an innocence, or I, I don't know what the word is, but it just really stands out. And um, yeah, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. My only complaint is that I wish it had a little bit more of a build. It has a nice groove, but it just kind of lays there until it fades out. So I just wish it had a little bit more of a build before it, uh, it before it fades away. 
but yeah, this is this is a standout track for me. Okay, let's move on to the next song. Next track is Another Love. And we're going to go to Aunt Pooh to start things off. Aunt Pooh, are you there? The home My bad, fellas. I had to mute on. Okay. Uh, I, I hate to use this term, but uh, Prince had me feeling some type of way listening to this song. Like them, them lyrics where he said, you never wanted me. Uh, if you didn't want to stay, I'm just looking like, God damn, is he talking about my relationship? It's like, I just, this whole, this is the best song lyrically on the entire album. Just listening to that, he just made me feel like the relationship that I, that I had just been in. And I'm like, God damn, where has this been on this album? I literally like the song. It compliments the music. And I will lie, I cried a couple of times. Oh, look at this man. <laughs> so if so uh to Prince making me go there within myself and reevaluate how she gone now and the, the terribleness of that relationship and man, I, I'm need some time. I'm sorry, fellas. Oh Lord. Marcus, <laughs> stop teasing. <laughs> stop teasing. This song this song is killer. It, it really did. Like this is this is like from nineteen eighty seven sign of the times as, as far as the lyrics that he, where it just made you really think about relationships and you know your girlfriend and how things go how things ended so this is a this is a nine out of ten for me all right uh big ken yeah it didn't affect me like it affect uh brother Pooh over there but it's a nice nice track nonetheless a nice cover version of alice smith's song from uh 2013 i, I love the hard guitars and the choruses uh, it's a nice track i like it day dropping yeah, again, nice guitar, uh, and that's the trend with the album in general. It's a nice breakdown, and the guitar that happens towards the end. Lyrically, these are the coolest FU lyrics out there. I mean, I like the way he sings towards the end. He's got that slight regret and desperation in his voice, and it works. Um, to me, this is the guy's version of Whitecaps, because Whitecaps is so emotional, so nice type of thing. Guys, are, guys don't do emotion so well. They do action. This is the action song right here in response to the relationship. Uh, the guitar works to express the guy's anguish as well at realizing that things, they're not going to work with this girl anymore. And there's anger and stuff in that, and, and it's captured very well in this track. Stuff that will grow with more listens. It would have been an eight. It's a seven. Again, because of its placement, I think it should be placed somewhere different on the album. But um, but that's a seven with a with grand possibility of... of going up much higher all right sean hill all right this is one of those songs that uh make me go this is why i'm a prince fan whenever i want to hang up the 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 purple cd case and say you know what i'm done this 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 one brings me back i'm absolutely loving this track this is probably one of the best ones on here it's not my favorite but it again it's one of the ones that just reminds me of just how great this guy is and still putting it down you know damn near 60 years old um i love the vocal stylings toward the end it kind of reminded me of uh you know million days that kind of uh you know anguish type type vocal uh this would be a killer live track i think he could probably turn you know burn the house down with this one you know it's not you know a funky track per se but it's one that he can really you know get emotional with it and you know the screams and on the floor on the ground and all of that stuff so uh yeah i'm, I'm definitely digging this one it's a it's a definite definite uh, 
step in the right direction and uh hoping uh there's some more good stuff like that still in them coming soon all right uh am i missing anybody who wants to say something on this before we move on um i just want to say real briefly to for me this is this q storm this is another standout track um everyone has used the same word i was going to use um it's 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 obviously got that rock element but it's coming hard at you but for for somehow he manages to make a hard rock track sound full of grief and anguish and i just i love i love that about the song i love the chord progression i love the melody this is this is another um another hot one on the on the album for me okay moving on to the next track is tic tac toe one word for me for this butter this song is butter baby i this will go on my forever rotating Prince playlist. This is, for me, this is a classic. Uh, the harmonies, the, the female vocal song, somebody talking about it, sound like, sound like Wendy at least. And it, it, it harkens back to all of that. It has, you know, that I like to talk about that whimsical sort of take a little bit. It's mellow, soulful. The, his vocals, you just that time there's those Prince songs and you like I just love how he does his voice sometimes you know it makes me think of like a Starvish and Coffee or in just terms of like the voice and this no exception this surprised me when I heard it I was like I knew instant, I knew right at the top oh yeah that's that's one of my joints that, that's that's let me let me get that into the into the threshold here dope I love it next up <laughs> Big Ken yeah, I pretty much agree with you on this. This is a, it, it's, it's slowed down. It's not quite a ballad, but I guess a lot of people would classify it as a ballad of sorts. But regardless, I agree with you. Vocals are great. Love the harmonies. Love, I love the chorus. The whole tic-tac-toe chorus is, is really nice. I love the, even though that the song is, you know, slower in tempo, man, the drums are heavy. Again, I'm not sure if it's just the way that they are mic'd up or how they're mixed in the song, combination of both. But, but Hannah's putting it down on the drums. It's a really nice track, man. It's it's a, another banger for me. Sean Hill. Um, I would say to those that uh, um, don't think that Wendy and Lisa had a big influence on his musical style back in the day, they n- need no further evidence to look at this track right here. This this could definitely be you know an eighty five, eighty six, uh, early eighty seven track. Uh, I agree with Mike on this one. It, it is. It will be going on my heavy rotation list. Um, you know, just just kind of kick your feet up, uh, mellow back. Like Big Ken said, it's not. We haven't got the classic uh, ballad yet, but I don't think this album really, is really for that. This is the closest that we're going to get to it. Uh, but yeah, this one, this one is outstanding. Love it. Q Storm. You know, you um, you listen to an album. And you come to that one song, whether or not it's because the harmonies are just all in multi-layered and in the pocket, or if it's just the way that the, all the instrumentation is just creates this wall of sound, this melodious sound. But you stop what you're doing, even if you're driving a car, and you listen to the song. That was this. This is that song for me. Um, you know, Mike, you and I were talking about. Uh, I think we were doing a high heel boots and. I had said that um, I would love for Prince to do just put out a CD of his uh, acoustic piano, just uh, his uh, piano torch ballads. I would 
I would kill, I would pay any amount of money to hear him rework this song as a piano ballad along the lines of like uh, at the beginning of uh, Under the Cherry Moon and perform this. I would love and put that on that album that I want. I, I would be done. I can feel that. Um, they dropping. There's, uh, yeah, more mellow lyrics happening here. The lyrics are what works in this, but the music works well, too. They, they very much go hand in hand. Um, another one that kind of reminds you of Dolphin's own because of the ending with the little dolphin noises, but it's cool. It works. Lyrically, it's interesting. The chorus, the way it's sung, uh, there's such beautiful harmonizing going on. The song about blooming relationships where both parties don't know where the relationship will go, but they're willing to blindly play that tic-tac. And in retrospect, the idea of using the tic-tac-toe motif works for me. I mean, at its basic, you know, tic-tac-toe, it's unwinnable if you play it correctly. Right? There's always a stalemate. Unless you compromise and allow the other person to win, and they'll allow you to win. I mean, such, such is a balanced working relationship. So using tic-tac-toe, um, it's, it's a perfect metaphor for it as for the placement of the track again i think this is oddly placed it should be earlier on the album to make a more cohesive flow that's why it doesn't rate higher than it does it but on its own i think the track is a nine it's a beautiful track well done but i have to knock it down a point again because of its placement on the album so it's an eight solid eight though uh, mike can i just get two just a minute here real quick go ahead now now ernie you know i i came to your defense earlier right but i have to ask you I just think it totally does a disservice to the song to knock it down just because of where it was placed on the album. I mean, it's a good if it's a good song, it's a good song, right? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get that rationale there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I say that with all due respect to right. one of the founders of the Prince podcast. Here's how here's how this works with me on this one here. Okay, and I'll be real quick about this. It's kind of like on my closing my closing argument, but here we go. Uh, this album has a, has a strong motif of relationships in it, as well as a rocking album. It's got two motifs that run through it, or two themes, rather. Uh, the relationship motif is very strong. It's a girly album. And uh, because of that, you, I think it's best represented that you, as a girly relationship motif, that you see the beginning, the middle, the ending, and all that of the, of the relationship as it typically progresses. And I think you're jumping around an awful lot with the progression of the relationship with these songs when you're getting the relationship songs. And I think in this one here, you've gone from uh, Stop This Train, where where you're in doubt, and right here, um, you're, you're feeling all really nice at the beginning, willing to play that tic-tac-toe game. It's not... It's, it's out of place. That would happen before you have doubts of a relationship. You guys are doing your thing. You win some, you lose some, but you're doing your thing. And then later on when things ain't working, you're starting to have doubts about the relationship. That's why this would go before Stop This Train. Um, you know, we, we have the luxury of being able to resequence things as we like, and I would do that. But this is the way it's presented on the album. And when it's presented that way, I'm thinking, you know, it's a little it's, – it's out of sync that way. So I have to – see it as a whole, as a whole album, where it belongs on the album. We agree that Sign of the Times is one hell of a good opener. And that's one of the reasons we love it. It's one of the reasons we love uh, Let's Go Crazy, because it's a great opener. One of the reasons we love Purple Rain is because it's a great closer. Alone, they stand great. In the album, they are better. Alone, this one stands great. In the album, it gets knocked down one. So that's why. 
Yeah, I I, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I I mentioned Planet Earth earlier, and in my sequencing, I moved Planet Earth to the end of the album, so it closes the album rather than open the album. And <laughs> guitar opens the album because I think that's just a much stronger song. Planet Earth is a great song, but when you pop the CD in and, and those piano chords hit, I'm like, uh, skip. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, usually yeah. skipping it. I want to, you know. So that I, I I agree with you with the sequencing. Yeah, that, sequencing is important. All right, all right. Uh, moving on to the next one. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Oh, I'm wait. sorry, sir. <clears throat> they, they, they they dragged me off. I got just let me put my two cents in. Uh, I'll be brief. The opening of the song reminds me of 2010's Future Soul song a little bit. It's got that type of vibe, but and there's been a, a recurring theme here. The miking and the mixing and whatever they're doing is so much more superior than that. The mics aren't overly hot. Uh, it's all just really, really well recorded. Whereas, you know, and I said this earlier, 3121, Planet Earth, 2010, they weren't really meticulously recorded. I mean, the material was, you know, was, was what it was, but the recordings themselves weren't weren't that uh, weren't that outstanding. Whereas here, the recording, the whole recording process has been top notch. You can hear it through this whole song. Just had to get that in. All right, okay. All right, now the next one is Mars, and uh, again, I have to go back to my man Billy Sparks. When it first comes on, after what we've just been hearing the songs, I kind of was had my cigar in my mouth and I looked <laughs> over at Morris and just, mm, shake my head. Nah, just, <laughs> here we go. But I will say this: I like the lyrics here. Like that's what made me pay attention a little bit when I started hearing. I was like, "What did he just say about working at McDonald's?" And he wants to see somebody. I said, "Hold up, rewind that." I said, "Okay." I, so I was kind of feeling feeling this song because of the lyrics. And it made me, you know, take off my hater shade that when I hear certain things I don't even care for, I just sort of like, eh. I was like, let me listen to this. And the more I started listening to it and I actually gave it my proper attention, I was like, okay, I can kind of feel this. This is this is sort of dragging me into something I probably would have skipped. But now I let it play. So I, I can appreciate this song and what he's talking about. So I, I felt it on that level when I first heard it. It was going to be my album skipper, but now uh, I'm I'm with it. Um, Q Storm, what do you think about Mars? I'm I'm going to steal a term that I that I have held this day that I learned from uh, day dropping. This is Prince in sap mode, and what I mean by sap, <laughs> yes. silly ass Prince, and I fucking love it. <laughs> I love this song. This song is No More Candy For You. This song is Everybody Loves Me. This is this is Prince, the Prince I want. He's like, fuck it, I'm doing this song. It's only, what, two minutes? And it's crazy. I'm going to talk about people losing their job at McDonald's, and you're going to like it, and I do. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys didn't, didn't get the parallel. I heard this, man, and I immediately thought, this, is, this reminds me of, like, Sister from Dirty Mind. It's short, punk rockish. You know, there's some heavy, like you said, heavy lyrics underneath the blaring guitars, but that's the point. You know what I'm saying? It's just a quick, in-your-face jab. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I'm out. And I, I, I heard this, and I immediately thought Sister from Dirty Mind. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, uh, Sean Hill. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a comparison like I did before earlier. Sexuality and can't stop this feeling I got. The album version. What do those two songs have in common? I don't know, but that other song's playing. To- <laughs> <laughs> they have the most frustrating fade outs, ah. probably in the history of Prince Pantheon. I I honestly thought that my track was messed up when it starts to fade. I'm like, well, what? What's going? Where's the song? Where's the song? I was so just. I mean, this was one that had my head bobbing. I out of all the tracks, out of the ones that I hadn't heard before, this was the one that I was grooving to. And then when the fade out comes, I'm like, I'm looking at my uh, looking at my computer, going, uh, my is my battery dying? Is what's what's going on here? This one should have been longer. I mean, I know we've kind of gotten on Prince in the past with having too much stuff, or sometimes the CDs are too long or, and filler tracks, whatever. But this is one. Maybe he's saving it for the live show. You know, he'll extend that groove. So you know, if I can get that fade out, fade it up, Prince, and uh, give me the sexuality riff too, and give me that guitar solo from the "Can't Stop This Feeling I Got" when you fade that out, I'd be a happy man. Big sexy and sad. You know, <clears throat> I borrowed a page from Michael Dean and Big Ken on this. I did not listen to this CD on my, you know, home theater system. I pulled out my momentum headphones by Sennheiser and just, you know, really got all the subtle nuances that I had been missing, apparently. And with, again, this one, it had a sister vibe. It didn't have the same, same type of subject matter, obviously, but it had that type of raunchiness to it. And again, it was in and out. You know, one minute, 48 seconds later, boom, we're done. Thank you. I mean, I like it. I don't want to call it a throwaway because it's so short, but... It's a nice little piece, but it, it should have been. It could have been longer. But if that's if that was all that was needed to say, then he said it. And let's just keep it moving. Uh, Aunt Pooh. Yeah, I got nothing to add. <laughs> that's, that's honest. <laughs> all right, day dropping. Okay, uh, this is a great fun rockabilly type music. It's it's a constant rocker. It don't take too much space on the CD, and but it doesn't wear out its welcome either. This is some old school Prince rocking lyrics, and like Ken said, yes, this is somewhat reminiscent of the Dirty Mind days with its delivery, and that's on my notes here. But you know, that's not a bad thing that it's Dirty Mind thing. That's great. That's an awesome thing. It's a good short song. It's the jab before the right cross that's coming up next. Is what this is. This is a, this is a perfect intro to funk and roll. Yet it stands well on its own. See, this is the closest thing on the album, in my opinion, to the really old school Prince. Because that sound, and I like that, that that sound is not overkill on this album, the old school attempt, a la the attempt on MPL sound. Um, and that's welcome that it's not overkill. And like I said about the music, the sound does not wear out its welcome. With the length of the song, this is just some good old-fashioned stuff, the crazy shit, and yeah, it is some silly-ass prints going on, and it works. This is good stuff here, man, and and do not pass this up. As a score, I can't knock it where it's placement, because like I said, this is the jab before the right cross. This is a setup song, and it does one hell of a nice setup. This is a 9 out of 10. Wow. All right. Taking us to the last track, and I'm going to start with Big Sexy and Sack. So the last song is Funkin' Roll. Take it away, sir. You know, the other day we talked about this song. Apparently, we talked about the song version on the other album. 
This one, to me, yeah, this is my thing. Heavy, heavy, and again, heavy. I like it. You can hear the band. You know, you can hear, again, there's been a whole consistent theme. It is just well-recorded, heavy. The drums are, I mean, Hanley is not not a large person by any stretch of imagination, and she gets this bass or this drum sound, and Edith's knocking it out. You know, this is a great. I can see this one being done as a as an encore live. You know, like a second encore, just boom. Let me let me do this and, and drop the mic. I love this song. Great way to close the album out. Yes, and we did do a whole sh- almost a show about the a art art official age version, which we'll talk about another time. But this version. Is ridiculous. Um, the, yeah, and who go next? I'll, I'll, you'll go next. I just want to say, I think this is actually Prince's. As he does as well. I think he's taking a different style of music, and he's doing like a rock version of that. Like, and you can kind of hear that at the very end. They sort of play this little part where you sound like they're, um, I don't know, some like New Orleans swingers. You know what I mean? Almost Dixie. Land kind of hey you know kind of swing but they're doing this as sort of a rock funk type of a version of that which I think is brilliant because he's good at that he's, sometimes he'll take like country style licks and turn them on its head I think that's why this song works so well because he's doing almost a remix of you know a different style and he's doing it a Prince way I fuck with this heavy I like that that, that whole rhythm what he's doing the swing of it the cadence it's ridiculous uh, this is probably my second best thing on this whole album uh, hands, and this is a great album closer I, the only thing I can say is this when I came into it I re- sort of remember when they did this on Arsenio and I kind of hated that I don't know what was going on there, but this, hands down, this is this is the shutdown, the concert, you know, the kind of going back to the old, going to be a beautiful night, and you know, the grand shutdown, and we're going to jam it out. Man, if they can translate this shit properly on the stage, I'm a believer. Um, Big Ken, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, no, Ampu, I'm sorry, I, I said oh. Ampu first. Go ahead. Sir. Uh, hey, let me let me play this for a minute. Is this going? Because I personally I don't really see the funk in it, oh, and I don't see the. <laughs> I think through the prism of time, damn, like five to seven years from now, I think most of us will look back and be like, you know what, we 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 kind of judge that song a little harshly. Um, this uh, it, it 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 it's so hard. I hate to be the person to say I told you so, but well, we're I talking about a so. whole different version, though. We're talking about the trap house remix. That's. Damn it, damn it, let me, damn it, let me go with my. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, do it right, bro. I said fucking roll, damn it, I meant fucking roll. Uh-huh. I was, uh, I was going through the album last night, listening to Plexion Electrum. I was ready to give this album about a, a three and a half, at best. And then uh, I did, this song came on. I was like, that sounds familiar. I was like, oh yeah, that's fucking roll. I was about to hit pause and be like, I don't need to hear that again. And thank God I didn't. God damn. This song is filthy. Ain't the word for it. this song is so ill. It is easily 
the best out song on the album. Maybe not lyrically. I, I mean, I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but who, who gives a fuck? Seriously, it's like rap music. Do you really know what? Do you really know what they say on that song? Hot nigga, you just bouncing back and forth. This song is awesome, and and easily the best song since Endorphin Machine that Prince has put out. Which is not saying he's put out crap since then, but as far as best song. Easily, it's like, bro, where has this been? How long have you had it in you? And if it's the three third eye girls who did this, you need to put them on retainer for the next ten years. That you're capable of not only touring but putting out quality albums. I freaking love this song. I kid you not. I'm gonna conceive my kids to this song. <laughs> that's how much I love that, this song. My neighbors that's some probably, devotion. My neighbors are probably sick as fuck of me playing. I played it seven straight times. I pour out this song. I love it. Love it. All right. You tried to come at her, brother, but I love it. Big Ken. Man, this song is whack as hell. <laughs> I'm bullshitting. I'm playing. I'm playing. Don't chill out, Ampoo. Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. No, I agree with everything you guys are saying. All I add to it is I, I, I agree with you guys that this version is far better than the um, the other version. Um, I'll just say this, man. Again, the bass is on point. Now, of course, we know Prince is doing some of the bass work here, but again, Ida is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of most of the stuff that's going on in the background. Prince adds his stuff on top of that. Together, the two of them are crazy with the bass on this song. It's a fitting end to a great album, man. I love it. Hugh Snore. Yeah, um, <clears throat> from listening to the Prince podcast in the past, I, I you know I learned a little bit about Prince history, and I put on uh, Facebook on Aunt Pooh's uh, post. Prince should have done what to to Third Eye Girl what he did to Maserati when he heard this version of the of the of the song, and just should have said, uh, "I'm gonna need that back." Cause that's going on my album. Cause this is far better than the version that he has on artificial age. Um, I mean, this is, this is that, that closed down the show going to be, I, I guess I would say going to be a beautiful night kind of showstopper track. And it's a no brainer. I, I don't understand why he left it in their hands and, and ended up with what he had on his, tr- on his album. Right. Although we should say, we should say, you know, of course, we'll talk about artificial age in another time. But if he would have put this version on that, I don't think it would have fit in context of the where, where the rest of the song sound, the rest of the songs on that album sound, True. the themes and all that. So I just don't think I mean, this is I, I agree with everybody. This is far superior, but it fits this album. It, it would not have fit sonically yeah. in context of the other album. Right. Uh, Sean Hill. All right. For me, and I, I know I do the comparisons, but for me, this is the equivalent of just about every song in the Sign of the Times movie, how uh, a live, quote unquote, live setting changes the context and texture of what are kind of normal songs. Playing the Sunshine, for instance, uh, is good on the album. It's better live, way better in the live setting. And this version is essentially a live version of the version that's on uh, um, Artificial Age, and it rocks. I know I had gone back and listened to Arsenio because I actually had forgotten that he had done the song on Arsenio, and we talked about it last week. And I put on the the podcast juice page. I'm like, okay, this version rocks. I take back everything, every negative thing I said uh, on the review. 
Um, I don't even know if the other version is going to make the cut on the album. I'll probably take it off and put this on there. Uh, but great way to close it. Uh, you guys have all hit on it. This is the, uh, you know, they're going to they gonna turn the house lights up on me. I got, you know, I'm going to have to pay some overtime. Uh, you know, 30-minute Baby I'm a Star song closer. This one is going to rock live. Uh, everybody's on point. Again, lyrically, you know, I don't care what he's saying. You know, same with Housequake, and it's going to be a beautiful night. I mean, it doesn't care. It's it, As long as it rocks, as long as it's jamming, this one's on point. Great, great, great way to end the album. All right, I believe, last but not least, day dropping. Yeah, uh, this song, musically, it simply funks and rolls. That's it. I'm mean, well, You're breaking up pretty there, heavy there, sir. Some, Ernie, how, how about how about now? Okay. okay. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah, like I said, the song simply funks and rolls, man. And and I could just say co-sign with everybody else, but this song deserves a kudos. So I'm gonna read through my my notes on here. Uh, music lyrically, it's a perfectly named song. It's some funky shit that rolls with the best of them. Only Prince and Third Eye Girl could do this, and just the way it works. Um, other notations on it. This is a great bookend to the album. The first track didn't live up to the intro. That is not true here. Like I said, Mars was the jab. This is the right, right cross that knocks you out. This is what a Prince rocking party track sounds like, and it totally works here. I mean, if you're going to end a rock-type album, all you artists out there, take note. This is how you end a rock-type album. I mean, imagine this shit live. Seriously. I mean, God damn. You got to bring yourself a heavy-duty umbrella because roof's dropping after this. I mean, oh, and then I'd be remiss to add that little tiny ending to the song where it just comes back and does that little silly stuff at the end that made me smile and when it ends with with a smile that's a good thing final score on this one 10 out of 10 all right spoken all right so that was the last track we're gonna do a quick 30 second recap from each person give your final thoughts on the album as a whole and we will start with Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. You know, I was so, so happy when I got my, shall we say, review copy yesterday at the office. I just plugged in my headphones on my laptop and just let it rip. And it was like a breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm talking about. You know, I don't know. <clears throat> obviously, none of us really knows what's been going on in Prince's personal life the last few years. But this, these women have brought something out of him, and people have made allusions to Wendy and Lisa, you know, I, at least from a creative standpoint and inspirational standpoint. Clearly, that is evident because these women have taken him to a whole nother place, and it's great. And this is his best stuff in years. I mean, I'm not going to rip 3121 Planet Earth and uh, 2010. I like 2010, but this is clearly superior to all of that stuff. Even though it's not a traditional funk release, this is a rock album, but it's a great rock album, and it stands up. I want more of this uh, type of effort from him, and I'm, I'll pay money to see this, see this tour live, definitely. All right, I'm throwing my 30 seconds in. Uh, I was surprised going into this. I was not a big fan of the singles from Third Eye Girl. Uh, some of those songs aren't on this album, which is cool. Uh, this is a great album, and I think this one and even the other one, Artificial Age, I think what needs to be done now is that this is a great example of Prince taking his time. 
<laughs> normally we're getting those albums every year and you know maybe in the heyday there was just so much material great material you could pull from to do that and you didn't feel like it was lacking a little bit maybe taking the two or three year break working with the band getting it tight coming with the best material might be the the play at this point because I feel like this is a great album I don't feel like you know and again I'm not slighting those other ones either but 3121 Musicology Planet Earth I don't even as a heavy Prince fan I, those don't even I mean I may play one song off of each maybe and I don't know those albums like that uh, this album is going to go right up there with the ones that I play all the way through it's fantastic um day drop okay i'm gonna read my final notes exactly as they are it's about 30 seconds so here we go in essence this is a rocking girly album if the point is to showcase the girls mission accomplished the album has a lyrical theme that of relationships both the ups and downs as well as the aftermath mixed with rocking out and that is so welcome because i love an album with the theme as far as a musical theme goes this is primarily a rock album, and that is greatly appreciated because we've been promised that kind of stuff before. It didn't quite deliver before, but this time we have. When it varies, though, surprisingly, it works. It's only flaws with the sequencing. For something that is so overtly themed, it lacks the thematic flow that, that is also expected. And that, that the way it is sequenced, it's like one moment you're excited about a new relationship, the next moment you're broken up, then you're pondering the relationship again prior to the breakup, then you're pondering problems with the opposite sex. It's not the order that I would like, but that's nitpicking. And luckily, I can always sequence it myself. But as it's presented, even though it's sequencing is flawed, it, the sequencing is flawed in my opinion. But one thing that isn't flawed is that ending track of the album. Because Plectum Electrum's funk and roll allows me to overlook the sequencing critique in spades. Overall, a great album. If this is truly a Third Eye Girl album, if it is really a Third Eye Girl album and not a disguised Prince album, then bravo, girls, you have done well. And if it's a Prince disguised album, well, then bravo again, because that's one hell of a disguise. That's my take. All right. Uh, Big Ken. Yeah, I pretty much uh, agree with what you guys said. And as I pretty much said throughout this uh, review, you know, as a lover of rock music as I am, you know, uh, my expectations for this Third Eye Girl album, you know, I kept modest. You know, I liked some of the songs that I heard before, but, you know, I didn't hold any particular expectation of what was to come. So this album far exceeded any expectations that I did have. The whole project... Um, has this energetic, you know, stripped down garage band kind of vibe um, that I got into that I immediately could hear in the music and I connected to. And to kind of piggyback on what, what Big Sexy mentioned earlier, you know, he really seems to be having fun making music here, you know, so much so um, that I would contend, like I mentioned earlier, that I think this is his most complete and cohesive that's the word that I really want to stress here, cohesive protege project that he's done in years, that he was really into it and it comes across in the music. And like Big Sexy said, you can tell that he kind of let go of the reins a little bit and let the girls shine, let them do some stuff in here. And I don't believe that this is a Prince album in disguise. I, I really think this is a third Eye Girl album featuring Prince. I mean, Prince's influence is there. 
But this is not like some of the older protege records that we've heard, the Apollonia 6 and the early Sheila E's and the Jill Jones and so far, not not slandering any of those, but Prince's handy, uh, his hand prints were all over everything in those albums. The music, the beats, the lyrics, the dress, the style that they sung, the, the vocals in, everything was Prince. This is not the case here. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping because you can really tell that these girls are talented. You know, they can hold their own. I'm hoping that we can hear more from them in the future. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is not a one shot, you know, like Bria Valente and Tamar and all the, you know, the recent ones where you hear them and then they just disappear. So I'm hoping we hear more from them, keeping my fingers crossed. Overall, I agree with you guys. This is a fantastic album. Um, the first fantastic album out of two. And Pooh. Yeah, um, I, I want to. Uh, I will bow down to the uh, Prince podcast crew. I can't recall if it was uh, Michael Dean or Big Ken or Day Dropper who said that Prince needed to get some new, young, hungry musicians and get in the studio to really drive them and, and introduce them to new styles to really um, change his music. I, I can't remember which one of y'all said that, but you guys are on point. Plectrum and Electrum is that. Um, lyrics and vocals aside, the music is just way is just entirely better than what he's done in la- since musicology as a whole. And you know, people have their issues with that album, but that's probably the last great start to finish album. Fucking, he could have just released Funk and Roll with with just garbage, and this would have been an easy three stars. With Funk and Roll, it's four stars. Sean here. Uh, I'm not quite ready to. Uh, Anthony, uh, I'm not quite ready to to place it where it ranks in the Prince uh, anthem yet. Um, I do need to give it another spin. I I, I had the I did the headphone test. Now I got to do the car test. See how see how it plays in the ride. Um, someone uh, I think it was Ampu just spoke about uh, inspiration. I know when the uh, Rainbow Children came out, a lot of people were like, you know, it's not that good or whatever. Um, I, they were thrown off by the theme of the whole Je- uh, Jehovah's Witness thing. I don't care as long as he is inspired to make good music like the Rainbow Children. Now he seems to be inspired uh, with Third Eye Girl. I'm I'm digging it. Uh, I I don't know where it's gonna you know play off in the in the overall scheme of of the Prince uh, catalog. I uh, just haven't had a chance to really digest it. But uh, to quote another's. Uh, not classic song, but two quarter of the song of his. So far, so pleased. Okay, Q Storm. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say. Um, I would say, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. As far as I am aware, there are two albums which Prince has put out that were kind of marketed as quote unquote rock albums. That being Chaos and Disorder and Lotus Flower. And I'm, so I'm going to say this being the third, I would say of all those, this is by far the most engaging for me, not being a being well versed in rock. Um, it is uneven in terms of switching from like the rock sound to all of a sudden you get White Caps, which is a dope song. Uh, and that, but that's not a bad thing whatsoever. And I would go so far as to say now, again, I've only heard these songs maybe a couple times. But I would go so far as to say as a cohesive unit, as an album, this is this holds up better than Artificial Age. 
Okay, now. Let's start up another hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me, let's, let's uh, end this out to say, I think the general consensus, fair to say, is that everyone enjoys this album. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Prince fans, I know you already got it. But for anybody else that is sort of on the edge, give this album a very thorough listen. This is quality work. Uh, it is ve- it, worth you buying and worth you listening to it the whole way through. Uh, taken out of context, these songs, and that's going to be a good question, how these songs stand on their own is another podcast. Because some of these songs have come out before and blah, blah, blah. But in terms of this package here, I think Prince has done an excellent job, and I'll, I'll say both of them quickly. These are complete albums, and they conceptually need to be listened to as an album and that may go against sort of where we're at as music listeners nowadays where we're just listening to a lot of these little individual songs but I think one thing that we can be say is proven is that Prince works best at least this Prince today taken in as a whole as an artistic sort of statement and stamp like you can't just take this song and judge it by that no these songs play on each other and you know the flow and ebb of it and I think this proves that he is definitely an album guy. And I think his music is more appreciated in the album arena. And Plexum Electrum, shout out to Third Eye Grill. They did a great job. The producers did a great job. We, we've always talked about Prince getting with some other producers. Well, he's done that. He may have gotten with people that we didn't necessarily know about. But he brought in some young people. And as you said earlier, molded them put them through the school right took took a couple years to put them in school put them on the road went around the world and this is what they've come out with so kudos to them for that as we get out of here we got to go around the room real quick and let everybody know where you can find people uh we'll start at you big ken where can they find you uh, theflavorfoundation.com. I just uh, just dropped my latest project, Amplification. You can find it there. I'll be on Twitter at Ken Mitch and uh, Facebook as well, The Flavor Foundation. All right. Uh, Sean Hill, where can they find you? All right. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Hill Street Views. Also on Facebook, Sean Hill and Real Movie Talk. Also, the blog, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com. Uh, new reviews up of The Equalizer. And then next week, yeah, great movie. Uh, and then uh, next week, we'll have uh, Annabelle and Gone Girl. And go ahead and search Michael Jackson joke there, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, day dropping. Where can they find you? Uh, pretty simple guy here, man. I know I got a, a Twitter account, but I never check it so don't even bother there facebook you'll find me under ernie wiles w-y-l-e-s last name and um you know i put stuff on there from time to time and uh you know hit me up all right and and sir thank you for coming on i love the ratings of the albums and be missing that so shout out uh, yeah thank you uh big sexy and sec even though i got torpedoed in, in court this week i can still be found on twitter under uh Big Sexy and Sack, and on Facebook under Mark Wiggins, and I'm just barely hanging in there. It's going to be all right, brother. Yeah, it sounds like we need an intervention. What's going on? We're going to get our way back home. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> All right, Q Storm, where can they find you, sir? 
Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Michael Jones, Twitter at QStorm3476, and go to my uh, blog page, my blog site, QStorm.com forward slash lightning strikes. I uh, just uh, started a contest uh, where you can win money and prizes. All right. Balling. Oh, and Pooh, my bad. The, the, the man of the hour, Mr. Social <laughs> Media himself. Where can they find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ampu, which, goddamn, I got shot out 411 Mania. My shit shot up huge this week. Nice. Uh, also, uh, speaking of which, I'll have a new column up. The, I'm sure a couple of you will be fascinated by this. The top eight Batman stories on 411 Mania tomorrow, as well as a new article on uh, Breaking Fame on Wednesday. Man, your your Batman stories. There better be some things in there. Don't have me come looking for you. <laughs> uh, I might, I might have you come looking for me. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, uh, you, can, K-Fabe. Right. you can find me here on podcastjuice.net. Also uh, on Twitter. Now you can like us uh, at podcastjuice. So definitely add that to your Twitter following, and of course, uh, like the podcast juice page on Facebook. Check that out. And for those who want to go the extra step, we politicking right now. I'm on the campaign trail. I want you to sign up for Podcast Juice All Access. Gives you access to all the classic uh, Prince podcasts and Geeked Outs and Place in This World and all the other shows, uh, roundtables and stuff that we did back in the day. And also you get uh, some member on- members only show. Uh, High Hill Boots is a new one that we do. And we talk about the Prince uh, rare songs that some people know about and don't. And with that, hey, enjoy your day. Go listen to some Prince music. We will see y'all next time. Peace. Oh